0: Hey what's going on there, This is Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. What is cooking on this Wednesday, October 4th, two thousand? twenty-two. Let's see. Fucking fifth, I lied. Have a problem, you know, plus or minus a couple days. I will fuck up a uh, a date. I hope you guys forgive me. If not, you can kiss my ass. So it's raining again. It's been over since, uh, shit, I don't know, Friday of last week at least. It has been raining and raining and raining remnants of Ian, that fucking piece of shit, piece of shit, hurricane, that frickin' trampled the southwest coast of Florida, some areas worse than others. text message out to my sister, I think she's tired of me, I asked her, she's supposed to go back to work on Tuesday, and she's tired of me asking how she's doing, kind of got like survivor syndrome where she's like, I endured absolutely nothing, said something to that effect basically. A little bit of guilt—not guilt, but assertion—that uh, you know, she was just inside the house. She's fortunate that it didn't affect her and hers. Although her husband is a firefighter, it's a big deal, you know. I'm just trying to, <clears throat> just trying to help, just trying to express some care and wanting to have. A clue you know a real like boots on the ground assessment of, of what's going on in real time there what's it really like down there you know part of, you ever you ever feel like uh, there was a, a disaster like this you know like post 9/11 I knew people who went and volunteered their time, you know, went to try to help people, to try to, to be there to rebuild. I had some friends who were young chiropractors at the time, and they went up there with their portable tables and they adjusted people, firefighters and first responders coming out of those, the rubble and shit like that. I think we all have that, you know, the best of us have that sort of quality where we want to be there. We want to help. There's also a little bit of a, a curiosity. Remember, when I was talking about my friend Emily's wedding. How people like to be around the newly wedded couple. They like to be. They like that energy. Energy attracts people, whether it's good, a good something or a bad something. People kind of like to, they like to be around it, they want to be, to understand it better, to feel the strong emotions that the newlyweds feel, or that, in this case, unfortunately, the people of South Southwest Florida feel. Have you ever observed that, are you interested in that at all? You know what I'm saying, you're picking up what I'm putting down, that people, they just kinda, of, they wanna be close to the action. feel like they want to be on on the scene. or So, anyway, we'll see. My sister will get back to me when she's good and ready. In the meantime, I've had friends who... I think I mentioned that there were... My friend that I grew up with in uh, Ocean County, New Jersey. His parents ret- seem to have retired on Sanibel Island. I saw all these joyous photos that they take... Playing with the grandkids in the sand and big smiles and sunglasses and all that shit, and so the parents are okay. They're old and gray at this point. They're in their 70s at least, and uh, they they made it out alive, but barely. And they said that in order to get the only way to get to the island, because the bridge is out, of course, as we've all seen, is to, to hire a private boat, and boats are charging upwards of three hundred fifty dollars per person to take you to the island. Yeah. So that's terrible. Only to to inspect your home, your property, to determine whether or not it's been condemned, or if there's a chance of salvaging it. It's very interesting. But they're okay. Uh, This is, you know, considering it's, you know, they're on the last, uh, in the home stretch of life. This isn't how they thought they were going to spend their retirement, I guess, huh? Picking up after a hurricane. But certainly, there's a probability, right, when you live in that area. And it's a shame what we've seen there. Somebody else always has it worse though, you know Today today was largely a good day for Dr. O Helped a bunch of people, we had a busy schedule um, It was full Alright, let me hop into the store real quick And this fucking podcast better not malfunction I'll be pissed off if it does and I'll apologize with 100% sincerity. So stand by, alright? <laughs> October 5th, 2022, Segment 2. Don't fuck me over. So, uh, Talk about energy, good and bad, and how people are attracted to it. Talking about that hurricane's fucking terrible. Talking about that wedding, it was wonderful. Talking about the good and the bad, and the interaction of the two, how the two interrelate and coincide as our day and our week and our lives progress. I've seen it all, man. I've seen most all. Through my interactions with people, I study them with emp- you know, with empathy, with care, with interest, with wonder. You feel you're having a bad day. I had a friend miss her appointment this evening and only for me to text her, and she came in twenty minutes later. Had a bad day. Her neighbor got run over by her other neighbor. Sound like a young mother who was in the car, backed up, didn't see the elderly neighbor, and run her, ran her over one way, and then backed up over, backed up over, and then ran over the second time. All kinds of bones broken, like everything's fucking broken, man. Jesus Christ think about how careless we can be when we have you know other things on our agenda that we're trying to attend to things that we feel need our time so desperately that appointment we need to make or that call that we that meeting that we need to fucking have you know that email that we need to look at that meme that we need to chuckle at from our friend, an endless text message, chain of memes, or fucking, you got that, you got part of any, you know, group of friends, or business associates, what have you, and everybody feels like they need to, uh, know, that fucking goes on and on and on, me, TikToks and fucking memes and all this shit, and you think that this stuff is so important that it requires your full attention, and next thing you know, you run somebody over, it's not inconceivable that it could be you, you know, that you could do something like this, that I could do something like this, fucking poor lady, all kinds of broken bones already not in the best of health. It's terrible, man. Reminds me of this segment of Creep Show, which was a little experiment by um, Stephen King many years ago, back in the 80s. I sat down last, maybe last year, to try to find Halloween shows that the kids and family would be appropriate for them. One I remember watching when I was a kid, and it was I forget the the title of it, but basically, it's about this woman who's a rich woman, she had a fancy car, fancy outfit on, she's got this weekly appointment with her male prostitute, and she fucks him and goes home to her life in the. a lap of luxury with her rich husband that she spends no time with and resents and all this shit. She's getting her weekly bone and she falls asleep, wakes up, lights a cigarette, heads back, you know, departs at the same time next week, heads out onto the highway. And in her hurry and her trying to, frantically trying to find an alibi to her husband, car broke down, had a meeting, you know, whatever, come up with some bullshit story, she runs over this hitchhiker, it's like a black man in a you know, yellow raincoat, and then she, and she's frantic about that, like, oh my god, I, hope, I don't think I, maybe I didn't hit him, maybe I'm just losing it, she's talking to herself, maybe, maybe he's alive, he's it's, it's okay, I think I saw him get up, maybe somebody will stop, find him, help him. I think maybe she turns around. or okay, There's nobody there on the ground. She tries to do the right thing. She turns around. And at the scene of the accident, there's nobody there. She initially left the accident. Fled. Scared. She was going to be found out about her infidelity. And she was going to, you know, her husband was going to kill her for wrecking a car and killing somebody. And all the details of that, she just did not could not handle that, so she decided to run she comes back around has a a change of heart and the uh, there's no one on the ground at the scene of the accident so the guy must have got away and then in a flash the guy appears all bloodied up in her driver's side window and he's like, hey hey, thanks for the ride lady. thanks for the ride she tears off and looks back, and he's not in the rearview mirror. So maybe it was like a she's losing it, you know. Gets down the road, she sees him, and now she's scared because he's dead and he's walking towards her. So she runs him over again, and then he's still still saying thanks for the thanks for the ride, lady, thanks for the ride, lady. And she fucking, probably a dozen more instances of thanks for the ride, lady encounters. Where she's going through the woods and she smashes a guy up against a tree. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. On and on and on, till she finally gets to the to her beautiful home and opens up the garage with the opener and drives her mutilated car, fucking destroyed, bloodied up, windows smashed car into the driveway, and she's all frazzled and shit, and then he, the guy appears again, hey lady, thanks for the ride, lady, fucking guys, like a corpse, but he's like a zombie corpse, keeps coming, you know, and that's a terrible thing, oh shit, here we go, my man Baldini, (laughs) we're gonna train tomorrow morning, getting texts about friggin', exercising tomorrow morning, it comes right at you again, what time are we going to meet tomorrow, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that my first patient's at 8.30, so I say we meet, or 9.30, I say we we fucking meet to exercise at 7.30, maybe 8.00. Just to get a little bit extra sleep, you know? So that was... Terrible for me to think of that story. This person that got run over and run over again. It's like, what are the fucking odds? The only person I know that happened... The only entity that I know that happened to before... Was uh, my buddy's dog. Uh, Living in a... Growing up in the Pine Barrens. My buddy's dog... Would sleep. I think it was named as Bear. He would sleep underneath their big Chevy Suburban, and just loved to sleep under the truck. And then the mom, she freaking, you know, started up and was heading out in a rush and ran over the dog. And then she backed up over him. That's terrible, Jesus Christ! So, if you, long story short, if you think you're having a bad day, you could have fucking been. Thanks for the ride, lady got run over and then fucking backed up over again. And you think about the lives impacted, the, the injuries inflicted, the the uh, regrets, the you know, the rushing, the busyness, the all that shit that people, circumstances people find themselves in. That just this frenzy of life. We feel we gotta do things like it are, Like, our lives depend upon... Well, in a way, they do. But not in the way you think, you know what I mean? We need to slow the fuck down. And try to, you know, have perspective without having... Happening across a story like that with somebody in a far worse situation. Alright. Enough of that. You should definitely check out Stephen King's Creepshow. This is on the same reel. It was, like, short stories, so... There was one about Old Chief Woodenhead. It's like a cigar store Indian that comes alive and takes revenge. Um, There's a couple stories. They're funny. They're, you know, horror, so they're a little scary and very stupid because it was the 80s. It'll definitely illustrate to you how far we've come cinematically. Okay, next. This is a positive story with no... um, no drama. This is my Tuesday off, so you know I enjoy my time. And whether I'm carving wood or I'm, you know, just doing what I want to do, sleeping in a little bit, I enjoy my Tuesdays off. Yesterday it was rainy Tuesday. I slept in a little bit. I woke up, had some nice breakfast, did some shit around the house, got some paperwork done. Bogey and I went down the creek, and we walked for two miles. Few miles we strolled down the Swamp Creek Road along the Unami Creek and we just nobody talked. We just walked and we took in the foliage which is turning and we watched the swollen creek rise and you know test their test their banks and you know periodic deer would jump out up the road and cross, or a bird maybe would fly by, but most every person and every animal, every creature, was not a stirring, you know, they were fucking taking um, refuge, they were holed up in their houses. Every once in a while there would be a, um, truck alongside the road, looking at the... checking out the the creek, seeing how high it rose. Certainly, there was that. But, for the most part, it was Bogey and I, and there we walked, right in the middle of the road, as the rain came down. We're partly shielded by the, the leaves, the canopy that's still up, but definitely things are changing. It was probably 50 degrees... And we're just letting the rain fall on us and he's sniffing and stretching the leash, uh, digging in. in some cases where he saw something or probably more likely smelled something. You know, as he's just taking in that sensory information. And processing it and trying to make sense of it. We don't we haven't really gone down there too many times, Bogie and I. Been there a couple times, but you know, not not as much as compared to where I used to take my labs. I guess because he was a puppy, you know. I just got out of the habit. But it's a good habit to be in. It was a just a quiet afternoon, Bogey and I. We walked out there, we stepped it out, we covered two miles, we watched the, the creek. took it all in. And that's one of the things that nature, what's cool about nature, even though it was a little bit more tumultuous yesterday, given the storm remnants. Nature is slow, typically slow to change, you know, we always talk about oh, the season's changing and oh my gosh, these seasons you know, to the to Mother Nature, to na- the natural world, to biology it all happens rather slow you know, and it doesn't mean that just because the leaves are turning colors and falling off and decomposing that's not a death sentence that is a renewal that's change that is ubiquitous and inevitable. You guys hear that fart? I wish you could smell it. One of the reasons why I like to go out in the elements because you're feeling like the like the quote. Um, some people some people feel the rain and others just get wet. And I think that that is that's a very special. quote, and so true, man. Just to be out there, just in the quiet, taking it in, the wind rustling the leaves and the, the water just flowing based upon the dynamics of the, the creek and its, its banks. There were some dead trees that were standing. I felt like, I even wrote a poem to this effect. I could probably recite it half ass right now. But it was... God, it was, it was like a dozen lines at least. I have some video to share. I tried to share it to Facebook. But I think they had a little profanity in there. So it fucking blocked it. Or it just malfunctioned. It pissed me off. But it felt like the dead trees... They were bearing witness to it all. To the change... To autumn. Those green leaves that have trapped the sun's rays and carried out photosynthesis and made sugar fuel for the tree to grow and add, you know, add wood, grow higher so that their branches can spread out and reach, compete through the canopy and, and get the energy to capture the sun. Like those dead trees. They just stood quietly bearing witness. And even though that they are are dead and decaying, they're still a living thing. You know, that wooden the wood pulp is being consumed by fungi and different bugs and stuff. It's it's a home, it's an ecosystem, each of those dead trees for so many other living things and all that it's like a big totem pole an homage to the living world which it is transitioning out of but ironically and importantly it's helping to nourish i think that that whole circle of life thing is really really beautiful man really beautiful it's one of the only things that really keeps keeps me going and motivated this world is—is is that we are part of something far bigger than uh, you know the standard fucking mundane shit. All these shiny buildings and you know technologies that we're so dependent upon. But I could walk down the creek with my dog and just not talk and let let him just fill his senses which he has so much greater an olfactory sense, a sense of smell, than, than I do. Just take it in, just sniff it out, man. Sniff the wet road, sniff the, you know, the water and all the things that it's carrying with it, coming down from the hills, filling up the tributaries, and finally dumping into the Unami Creek or the Turtle Creek. Walk for two miles. We come back. I took a piss behind the truck. We loaded up. Not a friggin' person in sight. Went home, and I baked bread. I made this bread. I'm gonna call it focaccia. My focaccia bread. <laughs> I just made that up. So I took six cups flour. At least four of them were almond flour, and the others were like all-purpose flour. Uh, Six cups of water, some an egg, salt, onion powder, uh, rosemary, and I made a wet dough and let that rise a little bit. And the, the one thing you need to watch for is the almond flour does not behave... As does regular flour, so it's got a different consistency. So you got to make sure you only make it so such a contributor. Otherwise, it's not going to come out like you want it to. So uh, make that dough. It rises up for a few hours. Put it in front of the, our gas fireplace, warmed it up. And then I made those into little patties, like little pancakes. And I pan fried them in butter and olive oil. And they kind of pop up a little bit. With, with more gluten flour, they would they would rise better. But even with, with the almond flour, they're healthier for you, right? If you've got nut flour there. It's got a lot of protein, carbs, and fat. And so it's healthy for you. Healthy oils, monounsaturated. And so I felt good about that. So then I basically um, sliced that dough into these little, like, just like a little shape. A little um, parallelogram, really. Little rectangles or parallelograms they wound up being. And I put them in that pan, I fried them up. And I baked them off for another 15 minutes. And they're so delicious. Got a touch of that rosemary in there. You know, they're fried, so they taste really freaking good, rich. And those are going to last us through the week. Really, really good. Um, So, that was very... um, satisfying. Uh, Take my Tuesday and accomplish some things around the house. It was raining so I couldn't carve wood. It rained real bad. But instead I went out there, I put on some fucking shitty clothes and Bogey and I walked down the road, covered some miles, did some damn, got some steps in, breathed in the open air. I did this meditative walk where, in suit with my stride, on my left foot, I would breathe in really deep, and then I would take eight steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I would exhale for the length of those eight steps. So it was a really cool meditative walk that I enjoyed, and it made me happy. I got home, and I felt like I had got my exertions in and some quality time with my dog, he was exercised, and then we baked that bread and my family got to walk into a house that smelled like, you know, garlic and rosemary and love, and there I was sitting there waiting for him, must be like what, you know, like every mom, the joy that every mom And grandma or, you know, culinary enthusiast gets to feel when they fill the house with aromas of goodness, culinary goodness and love and herbs and all that shit. So I got to do that. I don't get to play Mr. Mom so often. So that was very satisfying. 30 minutes all I got for you turds right now I right, gotta freaking take the trash out of course and start my evening only to pick back up tomorrow morning all right hope everybody had a good day and you didn't have any thanks for the ride ladies experiences and um there's always somebody who's got it worse off you fucking anuses right so don't catch yourself complaining about stuff you know I did Uh, talking to my friend kind of there were some grievances aired I had a good friend who told me that she likes to talk with her, you know, her bestie every day and they, they kind of offload their stresses and they get it out and I know some people find it very therapeutic to tell everybody their problems but I said, well just make sure that when you talk about these things, you know somebody is annoying you or some situation that you're in You need to provide solutions, possible solutions for these challenges, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're just complaining and, you know, stressing each other the fuck out and commiserating, you know? That can be valuable, just talking, getting things off your chest, but you need to, I think that you need to be productive if you want to change. One more thing I'll say. And this is a topic that I, uh, I guess I've discussed content like this before. And, uh, it's going to be a re- recurring theme, which is important. Um, change. A lot of people say that they don't like change. If they'll admit that, most people won't admit it. But those who admit it are at least honest. So... This book that I'm listening to about human nature, it talks about how if somebody does something, statistically, if somebody does something, takes an action, has a thought, be it good or bad, we are creatures of habit. We will likely do that thing again. So let's say it's it's, uh, something negative, a negative characteristic, um, a tendency. If that person does it at midlife, then likely, in all likelihood they've been doing it their entire life or they picked it up at some point in time and they continue that pattern. And it can be a pattern that is deleterious to their thriving in this world. So I think that the best of us and all of us to some degree, we need to be able to embrace the suck and a little bit of temporary discomfort stepping out of our comfort zones. A little bit of pain even if it means improving ourselves, right? We all know people that we know damn well there's no way they're going to be able to, um, to kill that demon. We're confident that they are not going to be able to um, change their life, even if it's for their best interest and everybody they love. So... think about that for a moment. You have habits, you have tendencies. Are you, can you ever see yourself honestly changing those things? Can you see, can you imagine, you know, just, you know, turning a new page and shit canning something that is basically a weight around your fucking, um, your ankles, you know, it's holding you back, holding you down. Conversely, let's say that you are have a something positive, a tendency, a habit, a pattern that you assume. Um, well, it's obviously good that you reinforce that. You understand what I'm saying? Like we always talk, often talk about change. Well, there's no need to change if if things are going well, right? If you're happy, if you're fulfilled, if you're meeting your goals, then, you know, there's a desired outcome. So if you're attaining the desired outcome, if you're meeting your goals, then stick with it. If you're content, it's your life, you know what I mean? So, There's also something to be said for just being satisfied and happy in your own skin and who you are. Being happy with who you are, the person you are. But I think that we should all strive to improve in some small way, otherwise life gets really fucking boring, you know? So, think about that. Think about people in your life that, man, you just know there's no way that person's ever going to change. Usually it's a parent or some sort of adult, you know, figure, somebody who's in the family that they've always been this way and you have this relationship with them and, you know, for me, it might be my mother. I love her. She gave birth to me, but um, she's a pain in my ass. I don't enjoy my time with her. We have these—I don't know what it is, but it just—it's a—a pattern. And am I—you know—am I part of that? You know, I'm the other person in the relationship, or it could be anybody. You know what I mean? Could be any situation. You know, a way that we respond to a situation that, um, is unhealthy, and that we need to stop doing that, I think that it's, uh, it's worthwhile putting that under investigation, really magnifying all of the moving parts and trying to be honest with ourselves, and, uh, and genuinely trying to change. It's hard, man, right? some might say impossible to change who we are and our habits and all that stuff but we all know people who might have met an untimely end because of the decisions that they made and continued to make and wound themselves in trouble so um anyway just some thoughts at the end of a long Wednesday everybody sleep tight <laughs>